welcome to the Unstuck Your Life podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Pamela Hughes. Every week, we're going to start to wiggle loose in area of your life that has got you stuck. You're either with me or against me. Uh, if I don't win, I lose. You're either in the group or you're an outsider. If I'm right, then you're wrong. These are all examples of one of the most destructive patterns I see, and that is the all or nothing way of thinking, all or nothing thinking. Now, all or nothing thinking is a cognitive distortion, which really is just a fancy way of saying it's a habitual way of thinking that's usually wrong and negative. I mean, you know, other than that, right? It really is about seeing life in extremes. You know, all or nothing thinking is about the black and white thinking, the right or wrong, success or failure, good or bad, all or nothing. It's the extremes. And when you go to these extremes, the problem is there's no middle ground. There's no gray area. And this kind of pattern of thinking is also responsible for a lot of negative judgments that you may have of yourself as well as others. And that like right there. That is the reason it is so important to be aware of it. You also want to understand it and then do something about it. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing in this podcast today. And I'm also going to share with you three ways I have battled my own all or nothing thinking that are super simple and things that you can do today to have a huge impact on shifting this mindset. But before I do all of that, I do believe it is important that you understand why this happens to create some awareness around it. So before I jump into the what to do about it, I want to talk a little bit about the why you do it. Why so many of us, and like I said, me included, have this pattern of thinking. Well, I believe it's because life is busy. Duh. Yeah. Hi, Captain Obvious. Life is busy. And frankly, we are getting hit in every which direction with all kinds of information. Really, it's, it's information overload these days. From, I mean, the conversations you have with other people, the conversations that are just taking place in your head with yourself, the stuff you have to remember for work, for the kids, for the house, your life, you know, and then there's the stuff that's happening around you in the world, what's going on in the news, the information, the internet, social media. I mean, like all the things like I'll stop there because I'm already feeling overwhelmed by listing it all. But the truth is, it's a lot. It is a lot. And I'm overwhelmed. You're probably overwhelmed. So it makes absolute sense that you try to simplify your life. You try to simplify things and frankly, that's what all or nothing thinking does, right? It simplifies life. It simplifies people. It simplifies stuff. And so on the surface, that may sound good. And you know what? There are times it actually is. If you're a parent like I am, all or nothing thinking is great when you're teaching your kids. It's bad to touch the stove, right? Like, don't do that. That is an all or nothing kind of thing. Do not touch the stove. That's bad. It's wrong to steal. Yeah, I mean, like that kind of very absolute all or nothing is beneficial in that sense. It can also be really good in situations where you got to make a quick decision to kind of simplify things and make that quick decision. Should I stay? Should I go? 
you know, that whole fight or flight kind of response is part of that all or nothing way of thinking. But the truth of the matter is those situations are more of an exception and not the norm. Yet, if you have that all or nothing pattern of thinking, it can easily become the norm instead of the exception. And when that happens, you start seeing life in absolutes. And with that comes a lot of judgment. I mean, if if there are only two choices, if there are only two choices, it's super easy to judge ourselves. I'm good or I'm bad. I won or I lost. I'm right or I'm wrong. But not just judgment of ourselves. It also leads to judgment of other people. But I told you, like, you know, I've, I've kind of got that pattern of all or nothing thinking that I've been working on. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't have it nailed nor figured out, but I am definitely making progress on it. So that's what I'm sharing with you in this podcast today are those three ways to battle that all or nothing thinking. But um, it shows up. And if you're a parent, it can show up frequently. Have you ever messed up as a parent, like messed up as a mom and thought like, I'm a horrible mom? (laughs) I have. When Riley, my daughter was younger, I don't know, maybe first or she was either in first grade or kindergarten. I went to give her like a hug and a kiss before I left for work in the morning, you know, just the typical routine. You know, I always give her a big hug and a kiss before I leave. And she was sitting at the kitchen table having her cereal. And so, you know, I'm like, all right, got my keys. I'm ready to go out the door. And so I I go over and I'm like, hey, Riley, you know, big hug and a kiss. Love you. And I let her go. And she's like, ow. Like she immediately was like, ah, that hurt. It's like, what hurt? Like I just gave you a hug. I'm not some like bulked out, ripped cut woman by any way, shape or form. I'm not super strong in that sense. So I'm like, what do you mean I hurt you? I didn't, I just gave you a hug. Like what's going on here? She's like, ah, my back hurts. I'm like, you're fine. You're, you're fine. You know what? Just get up from the table, walk around a little bit. You'll, you'll be fine. This isn't a big deal. And I went to put my shoes on and my husband comes out um, from the office into the kitchen to see what was going on. And I'm like, she's fine. It's not a big deal. I'm kind of a, a rub some dirt on it kind of mom. If you haven't noticed, like, yeah, rub some dirt on it. You'll be fine. And I said, just get up and walk around. You know, you'll walk it off. I don't know. Just like something just got bumped. You'll be fine. And she, she goes to get up from the table and like, she can't. Like, it's too painful. Something happened. I don't know. Even to this day, I want to be honest. I have no idea what the hell happened. I don't know if I knocked something out of place. I don't know if like me hugging her, you know, caused a back spasm, which I've had and I know are super painful. I, I don't know what happened, but she was in pain. She was in a lot of pain. And oh, seeing that, like seeing my baby girl cry as she's trying to get up from the kitchen table. And, and, and like, I did that. And not only did I do that, but I'm like, ah, oh, you're fine. Rub some dirt on it. Like go for a walk. You'll be fine. Oh my gosh. I felt like such a horrible mom. Like I didn't believe it was a big deal until that moment. And boy, boy, did I have so much judgment about myself. You know, how did I not listen to her? Like, this is a good kid. This is a good kid who... She likes to go to school. Yeah, I know. Strange sometimes. I wasn't that kid. I didn't like going to school. So I was the kid that stuck the thermometer on the light bulb to, you know, oh, yeah, I have a fever. Yeah, not her. She likes to go to school. So she never tries to get out of it. So why didn't I believe her? 
Why was I so worried about getting to work and, you know, beating the rush hour traffic? In my mind, I'm like, oh, so you're more more worried about work than you are your own daughter. I mean, all of these judgments. I mean, I was beating myself up. Fierce. You can hear it there, right? And I was in this, this pattern of all or nothing thinking. Like a good mom would have seen this faster. I'm a bad mom. Just a very simplistic way of thinking. But I mean, like that judgment was totally in my head at that point, right? Those absolutes, those judgments came flooding in. If you're a parent, you could probably relate in some way or another to what I'm saying here. You know, you mess up as a parent. We do. We mess up. I mean, my goal is just not to mess up my kid too much. But, you know, you do. You mess up. You're human. And you immediately think, I'm a bad mom or I'm a bad dad. I mean, we do this with so many relationships, not just the relationships we have with our kids, but relationships in general. They're messy. We've got one perfectly imperfect human, you know, in a relationship with another perfectly imperfect human. It's going to get messy. And when we mess up, it is super easy to judge yourself, right? It is super easy to judge yourself as a bad mom, as a bad dad, bad daughter, bad friend, bad sister, bad brother, whatever it may be. And when you think of it that way, there is no wiggle room. It is that all or nothing thinking. Either you're good and perfect or you're bad and make mistakes. But the truth of the matter is you're human and you will make mistakes. But when you have that all or nothing, black or white kind of thinking, it is so limiting and it is so constricting because of those absolutes. So like the first step I recommend in battling the all or nothing thinking is about swapping some words. So swapping out the either or with the words both and. So here's what I'm talking about. In this situation with my daughter and her back, that black and white thinking was like, I'm a bad mom. You know, if I was a, if I was a good mom, I would have seen this, but I'm a bad mom. It's like that either or. Either I'm a good mom or I'm a bad mom. And there's no wiggle room for anything else. There's nowhere to go. There's no compassion. There's no understanding. There's no vulnerability, no room for growth, nothing. So by rephrasing that thought or the essence of that thought, because it might not be as concrete as I'm laying it out right now, but there is the essence of that thought in a lot of different ways that we show up. But if you rephrase that thought using the words both and, it would sound like this. I'm both a bad mom and a good mom. Because my mind was on the I'm a bad mom. So you know what? It is possible that I am both a bad mom and a good mom. And that that is the literal swapping of those words. So, you know, I want to take it a step further and just kind of flesh this out a little bit more for you. Rephrasing the essence of that thought with, I know that there are things that I do really good as a mom. And I know that there are other things I need to work on. And, right? I know that there are really good things I do as a mom and there are things I need to work on. It's that gray area. It is that middle ground. And, and it changes everything. Like you could probably feel the difference in all of that. There's the compassion. There's understanding in that, the vulnerability and in, in, in growth. So like, let's take some of the phrases I opened the podcast up with and, and rephrase those. Take the either or out and replace it with both and. You're both 
with me and against me. You can be both in a group and an outsider. I can be both right and wrong. Haha, <laughs> like, that's the gray area, folks. Like, that's it right there. That is the space between. Thank you, Dave Matthews. But I digress. Because that's life. Life is in the gray areas. People can be both with you at times and against you at times. It's possible. Like, I have friends that I agree with about mm, 80% of the time, but not all the time. That doesn't mean that I'm with them or against them. It means that I respect what they have to say and I respect what I believe. It's both. You can be part of a group and feel like an outsider. Has that ever happened to you? Mm, that's happened to me. You can be part of a group and bring an outsider's perspective. Starting to see the shades of gray here. Like I can be right about one aspect of a topic and wrong about a different one. It's possible. It's both and. And both and opens up possibility. And, and it loosens that grip on the absolutes, which also then means that you are decreasing the amount of judgment that you're having in your life. And, you know, for my parents out there, we love our kids and we don't like their behavior sometimes. It's not an all or nothing kind of equation. And, and when you can start to open up to that, you can start to wiggle loose by swapping out that either or with both and. Like hard work and rest, self-discipline and compassion, happiness and sadness, strength and flexibility. I mean, my goodness, mind and body and and both. Now, I, I, I get that holding on to like two seemingly different concepts at the same time can make your mind turn to mush. You will get it. You will get this over time. It comes with practice. I mean, the truth of the matter is you've probably never been taught this before. So you're going to have to learn by doing. You're going to have to start somewhere. And here's the other thing. You're allowed to be a beginner. Mm -hmm. Not just with this, but in anything in life, you are allowed to be a beginner. So start wherever you are, just start. Which is actually a really great transition to the second step to battle all or nothing thinking. And that's to take action. Any new habit, any new goal, anything that you really want to achieve is going to take time. And it's not just time, but it's also work. And a lot of times a lot of hard work. So when you look at the totality of what it is that you want to achieve, it can seem daunting and overwhelming. Like you've got that end goal in mind and then your brain starts freaking out about like, how the hell am I going to get there? Well, one step at a time. What are the small steps that you can take today that are going to move you closer to that goal or that new habit that you want to create? So instead of like focusing on, for instance, like let's say the half marathon that you want to complete. Instead of focusing on, oh my gosh, 13.1 miles, that's so much. How am I going to get there? I'm not even a runner. How do I know all of this? Because again, I went through this myself. I told myself I wasn't a runner. I told myself I can't run. 
And then I was invited to run in the Walt Disney World Wine and Dine Half Marathon. And I thought to myself, like, yeah, you know what? The only way you're ever going to get me to run 13.1 miles is, one, it happens in Disney. And two, there's, like, amazing food and alcohol waiting for me at the very end. Okay, maybe I might try this running thing. And I was overwhelmed because, like, again, I... I had stitch. I, I would get like stitches in my side, like cramps in my side when I would run. I would suck air, and I had to to just start. I had to allow myself to be a beginner and just start, and don't focus on the end goal that thirteen point one miles. Focus on the first mile. I would have set myself up for failure if I would have said I'm going to run five miles a day, five days a week. It's too much, too fast. I wasn't in a place where I could actually do that, but we do that a lot of times, right? We we don't want to take the small steps necessary to achieve the goals. We want that goal like yesterday. So we we start taking like massive action, which we can tend to burn out quickly by doing. So instead, I set my intention to run a mile twice a week and was consistent with that. By taking that small action, I was able to gain momentum towards that bigger goal. And what else happened is those miles started to add up. My endurance started to grow. I naturally started pushing myself further. There was this momentum that built that fueled my ability to push myself further. The point of all of this is small steps will get you to the finish line. Small steps towards your goal will get you there. Set yourself up for success by taking action, even small action, in being consistent. It isn't an all or nothing kind of thinking. This happens with weight loss a lot of times. Right out of the gate, people are like, oh, I want to lose, I don't know, say like 20 pounds. So we're going to throw away all the junk and all the alcohol and all the flour and all the sugar. And I'm going to work out three days a week. And it's too much too fast. It's that all or nothing thinking. Like I've got to do all the things right now. Because if I don't do all the things right now, then nothing is going to change. And that's not true. That's not true. If you started drinking more water, if you started parking further away from the entrance to any store and walking a little bit further, if you started leaving two bites on your plate at the end of dinner, just small steps will get you there without the burnout and the overwhelm of the all or nothing kind of absolute thinking. Which brings me to my third and final step that I want to share with you about how to battle all or nothing thinking. And this one, I'm going to tell you, this one is probably one of the simplest yet most effective tools that I teach and that I use. And it's simple because it's just two words. You ready for it? You ready for the two words? Of course. Of course. When something isn't black and white, when something isn't right or wrong or all or nothing, which most things in life aren't, Simply say, of course. All right, let me explain this to you. I have a friend. Um, Yes, I have a friend. I have several friends, but this friend in particular wanted to outline three proposals that uh, he wanted to get done one evening. So he had three outlines of proposals that he wanted to get done. But in his mind, he knew he wasn't going to be able to complete that because his wife had plans that evening. And so he was staying home and responsible for the kids. Now, this friend of mine admits he has a pattern of all or nothing thinking. And so he knew that these kids were going to interrupt him and that would frustrate him and probably prevent him from getting all three of these outlines done. So why even start? 
If I can't get them all done, then I'm not going to do any of them, right? All or nothing thinking. And so I asked him, I said, would you rather get one done instead of none done? Like one instead of none? And he was convinced that, you know, he would get interrupted and didn't want to deal with the frustration of it all. So he said, no, you know what? If I can't get them all done, then I don't even want to try. I don't even want to start any of them. Again, all or nothing thinking. So I said to him, I'm like, you know, if, if the kids are going to interrupt you, why is that so frustrating to you? And it was because he didn't want it to happen. So in essence, he was arguing with reality. The kids interrupting is reality. Him not wanting them to interrupt him wasn't reality. So he was arguing with reality. And here's the thing, as Byron Katie says, when you argue with reality, you lose, but only 100% of the time. So I told him to stop arguing with reality, work on the proposals, and when the kids interrupt you, simply say, of course, of course they interrupted me, of course. And those two small words, those two small words stops the resistance to reality. Like those two small words interrupts you arguing with the reality of the situation. And it allows you to take that next step, which is now what? Of course this happened. Now what? And you know what? A lot of times you could just stop with the, of course. I come downstairs and I see my daughter's shoes spread all over my living room. And I'm like, of course, of course she didn't put away her shoes. I can get really frustrated that she didn't put away her shoes. But again, the reality is she didn't do it. Of course, she didn't put her way her shoes. See, I stopped arguing with reality. Now what? I'm going to tell her to put away her shoes. But it stops that frustration. I'm not arguing with it. Of course, my husband didn't make the bed. Of course he didn't. Now, I can get really frustrated that he didn't. And I used to. Now I'm like, oh, of course he didn't make the bed. I can either ask him to make it or I can just make it myself because really when I start to reevaluate it, it isn't that big of a deal. Of course, my friend didn't respond to a text right away. Of course. I don't know what's going on in her life. I don't know what's happening in her world. Of course, she didn't respond. She's probably got something else going on. Can you see how that drops the resistance to what is? Of course. Like it can stop there by just acknowledging the reality of it all and accepting what is. But if you need to take it a step further, then just simply ask yourself, now what? Of course this happened. Now what? What do I want to do about it? You know, that night after I had that conversation with a buddy of mine, he sent me a text and he said that he had gotten an outline for a proposal done. He had helped his son with a uh, situation at school, and he and his daughter sat in the backyard and, and chatted for a bit with a popsicle, and he had felt so connected and relieved. And I asked what the relief was about, and it was so interesting because he was like, I thought either I'm working or I'm with my kids, and if my kids interrupt my working, then I need to stop and attend to one or the other, but what I'm seeing is I can do both. I can work and be connected to my kids and give them what they need, as well as take care of what I need to take care of at work. Again, both and instead of either or. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So 
when you find yourself trapped or even just kind of slipping into, or you start seeing that pattern of all or nothing thinking, I just want you to remember, replace the words either or with both and. Take action. Even small steps are going to get you to where you want to go. It's not an all or nothing kind of situation. Keep moving forward and don't argue with reality. Acknowledge it by saying, of course, of course this happened. Of course they did that. Now what? Like Challenge yourself on this way of thinking. And if you don't believe it's possible to shift this pattern, stop judging it and just try it. Like nothing is ever going to change unless you try. Trying is the first step and it's the step you can take right now. All right. That's what I have for you this week, folks. I'll see you next. Listen, if you're still feeling a little stuck and need a little help right now, wiggling loose, I got you. I put together a guide, a free guide to help you feel better right now. These are simple strategies that you can start today to feel better faster. Just go to fourwaystofeelbetter.com. That's the number four, waystofeelbetter.com. I tell you, these are going to help you slow down, take a breath, gain some perspective and control of what's happening in your life right now. And it's free because we could all use a little help and I'm here to help. Grab it by going to fourwaystofeelbetter.com. Again, that's the number four, waystofeelbetter.com. And start wiggling loose.